Jesus says, quoting the prophet Isaiah, he has sent me to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That year would not be 2020. Yesterday, October 17th, marked the beginning of month eight of lockdown in our Bay Area since it began on March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. And if someone had told us that we would still be here wearing masks seven months later, we might have despaired more quickly than perhaps we did and have. But here we are, together on what is actually a festive day. October 18th, as you probably know, is the Feast of St. Luke, our patron saint. You know, Father Ernest in his sermon last week talked about, you know, pagan temples to Baal, and I couldn't help but have this fleeting thought that, you know, wow, this, this here is, this is our shrine to the Luke God. <laughs> We've got the Mark God in Santa Clara and the Francis God in Willow Glen, <laughs> but that's heresy, so forget I said that. But, you know, Luke is sort of our, our home team mascot guy. He's our saint. So it's always good for us to mark the occasion of his feast day on this, the 18th of October. I want to also mention a few other anniversaries on the 18th of October. First of all, this is my third anniversary with you. I started on October 15th. 2017, the Sunday that we celebrated the Feast of St. Luke that year. So this is an anniversary for us, and um, I'm really grateful to be here, and hope that you are still glad about that too. Also, today marks the 12th anniversary since William and I got married. We did that deliberately on St. Luke's Day while I was still in seminary. And ever since then, that was in 2008, I have served at three parishes named St. Luke. Strange coincidence, I've mentioned it before. St. Luke's San Francisco, St. Luke's Long Beach, and now St. Luke's Los Gatos. So up and down the coast have I been with St. Luke. And then uh, something most of you don't know. At yesterday's courtyard service, Kirk Young asked to read the first reading from Sirach, which we just heard a few minutes ago about physicians. Because in 2009, he got up and read it on St. Luke's Day of that year, right here in our church. And you know, it's the same readings each year on this day. He asked to read it in 2009 to honor his father, who was a physician. And his father died two days later. So it's an anniversary of sorts for the young family as well. As Kirk was reading from Sirach yesterday, some birds started singing nearby, and they stopped when he did, and we didn't hear them again during the rest of the service. Now, to my mind, that was his dad coming and singing along with him. Of course, it turned out nobody else had heard them singing but me. I asked afterwards, but I know I heard it. It's not just because I was raised by a superstitious mother from Mexico. So we give thanks for those visits on these anniversaries from our loved ones as well. There's a lot to commemorate on this day. There are layers and layers of things. And it's the end of seven months for all of us, an anniversary that we all have in common this weekend. 
and we're tired. And the year of the Lord's favor, it seems, this is not. I was reminded by William how much support there was for physicians, for all medical staff, and still is. But early on in this pandemic, people would send cards to hospitals and pizzas and gifts to show their appreciation and gratitude because, you know, those people were putting their lives on the line, on the front lines of this pandemic, fighting a virus whose workings we didn't exactly know in those early months. And William reminded me of a story of a man in Morristown, New Jersey, who on March 26th went and knocked on the window of an ER and held up a big sign that read, Thank you all in emergency for saving my wife's life. I love you all. A nurse who took this photo with the man's permission said he had tears pouring down his face. I don't know him. I don't know his wife. But throughout the last 13 years as a nurse, I realized this is why we do it. Times are tough, but we make a difference. So it is meet and right for us to honor physicians, as Sirach says, on this day when St. Luke, who, according to tradition, was a physician himself, is commemorated. Physicians, nurses, caregivers, staff of all kinds in hospitals and clinics and care facilities who surround us with healing ministry and with compassion in our times of pain. And we give thanks for St. Luke's Los Gatos, which after all is a sort of hospital for the soul. So we honor St. Luke the physician this day we also honor St. Luke, the evangelist. I've said this to you before. If I were to subtitle the Gospel of St. Luke, I would call it the Gospel of Second Chances. Because so many readings that are only in Luke are about people who need a second chance and got it. There are those ten lepers who are healed by Jesus and are sent to see the priests for verification that they're cleansed and only one comes back, the Samaritan, who falls on his knees and thanks Jesus. They were given a second chance by being healed, but also by being reunited with their communities from which they'd been outcast. There's the story of the prodigal son, which I'm sure you know, who goes out and spends all his inheritance, then comes back home in disgrace, expecting to be rejected by his father, but whose father instead runs out to embrace him. And then a little-known story, and one of my favorites in chapter 19 of Luke's Gospel, the story of Zacchaeus, that short tax collector, who is a collaborator with the Romans and makes money off of his own people. He longs to see Jesus, but because he's so short and there's a crowd all around, he climbs up a sycamore tree for a better view. And Jesus calls him down and says, I want to have dinner at your place tonight. And all the people grumble around them because this Zacchaeus is a bad guy. But he, Zacchaeus, having finally been seen and embraced and given a second chance by Jesus, proclaims to everyone, half of my money I will give to the poor. And if I've defrauded anyone, I will pay them back fourfold. And so there are these stories of second chances in Luke's gospel. And I wonder 
if these seven months of pandemic, as hard and as devastating as they've been, I wonder if they might not be an invitation to us for a second chance. Maybe there's something in your life that you haven't been dealing with or facing, that because you've had to stop so many other things in your life, the usual distractions are gone, you now see full on. Maybe a relationship that was severed or left behind untended, you now see. Maybe a habit or a pattern of behavior that you have that's unhealthy and is now more obvious to you and to those around you. Or maybe now that everything else has stopped, you realize that there are things that are hard in your life that you just haven't been facing. Whatever the case may be, I think all of us long for a second chance of some kind. And this time of enforced silence from all those extraneous distractions may bring us face to face with the question, what is really important in my life? What is it that truly matters? I have definitely gone through this. It's been hard to minister to a community of faith that is virtual. But what I've learned from that is that what really matters is the connection we have with one another, one that we stubbornly have maintained as much as we can through this time of separation, however we can do it. Coming to Sunday worship online or to morning prayer during the week, participating in the various weekly offerings, or even just sending cards or making phone calls to others in our parish or in our life. That is what's important. And I had lost track of that prior to this time of COVID. I was bogged down in all the distractions of maintaining this property and keeping our finances up and worrying about so many other problems. These seven months have been a strange gift that brought me back to center so that what I know is most true and necessary about this ministry is that we stay connected to each other. Relationship is the bottom line. Caring for one another, loving one another, looking out for one another, behaving well with one another. And sometimes it takes absence to make the heart grow more aware of what truly matters. So in a weird way, this is the year of the Lord's favor because it's this opportunity for us to think, and you know, and I don't want to say that it doesn't matter that 215,000 Americans have died or that over a million worldwide have perished in this pandemic and that others are still suffering from this virus. But there is a way, even in the darkest times, to find a lesson to recognize and take hold of a second chance we may not know we needed until now. So I invite you to ponder that and what it might mean in your life. Our AA groups have not been able to meet here for months and it's been kind of devastating for them. I've spoken with a few of the members that I've seen and Initially, they were all meeting on Zoom together, but they then realized that nothing can replace the healing that comes from face-to-face -face contact. 
embracing each other and being together. So they've really struggled. And those gatherings, those AA or 12-step meetings, those are truly gatherings of people who have come together for a second chance, who make themselves vulnerable so that they might be made whole. And we each have something in our lives that might need some vulnerability, some truth, a second chance, that might need a prayer to God for grace and accompaniment and guidance so that we can accomplish or become or let go of or be okay with that thing that didn't work out the first time. So we give thanks for St. Luke's today. We give thanks for this beautiful place that we still get to worship in, even if virtually. And we give thanks for St. Luke, who wrote these beautiful stories that reach out to us across the centuries. We who are prodigal sons or daughters, we who are lepers in society who feel left behind or outcast or alone, we who are short and long to see Jesus because we need these stories in our lives, especially in this year. We need to remember that not all is lost and there is always that second chance, that third chance. So we give thanks for physicians, we give thanks for opportunities to heal, and we give thanks for second chances on this day. Happy Feast of St. Luke.